This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about Lupita Nyong'o in Black Panther, Jack Black joining Jumanji, and the Assassin's Creed trailer, along with a few others. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movie. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? I am Jeff Snyder, host of Meet the Movie Press. With me, as always, is Simon Thompson. Hello, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, good. Busy week this week. <laughs> for some, for some of us, <laughs> for some of us, yeah, let's not go there. Um, yeah, no, very a lot of a lot of stories floating around this week. Too much, in, yeah, uh, just an avalanche of, of news stuff. that it can. Who knows what's real? Who you know what isn't? Uh, I don't, I don't know. The fickle lady of Hollywood throwing out those red herrings. Yep, and sometimes just a big bag of BS. Uh huh. That's for sure. Mm. Um, we're going to talk about all that and more. Yeah. Where should we kick off? Uh, what should we start with, buddy? Have you? You know what? Should we do? Do you want to do a Marvel kind of top of the top of the show? Let's thing? do it. Let's Le- do that. Run with it. Okay. So um, everybody, I think, pretty much loves Captain America: Civil War. I think we're pretty agreed on that, right? And one of the most popular characters sure. in that, it turns out, has been Black Panther. Yep. No real surprise there, but I, I am quite impressed by the love that that character's getting. Uh, we knew that, obviously, you know, this was announced a long time ago, that there is going to be a standalone Black Panther movie. Um, and uh, there is some ca- uh, casting news on that. Oh, is there? there what is. is going on? Well, on the internet, um, uh, Lupita Nyong'o um, is already being lined up, apparently. She's in talks to star as a as-yet-unnamed character. A love interest, though. But is expected to be... romance in Wakanda. The love interest. And she's going to be, apparently, a part of the large group of female soldiers um, that work with Black Panther. All right, so she'll be, like, a badass. Still. Yeah. It's not like she's just going to be, like, this damsel in distress. No, and I'm actually really looking forward to seeing that, because I love her as an actress i think she's great and i think she you know even just as a voice actress in the jungle book she's really good there's just something about her that's naturally appealing Mm -hmm. and i'm really excited about seeing her in a role that is going to be predominantly action i think it's i think it's great because i think she's got that right mix of stunning beauty but natural sort of sensuality and then being able to, to be a badass. Oh, I could just listen to you say sensuality, sensuality. all day. Sensuality. Um, yeah, no, I know. I was on the Collider Movie Talk yesterday yeah. and uh, and sort of mentioned how this was the most obvious casting in the world. And people thought I said that because she was black or something. Um, I mean, that's part of it. But really, it's that I know Disney uh, loves her. Mm. Obviously, you know, like you said, Jungle Book. She's in Queen of Cotway, the chess movie that they just did. Yep. Um, she did a voice in Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I know Marvel tried to get her in Thor Ragnarok. So, like, Disney wants to be in the Lupita business. Um, th- that's sort of the angle that I was coming at it from. But I think there's someone else who would have been a strong candidate for that. Um, a British actress, again, um, black, um, Gugu Mbatha-Raw. Sure. Um, superb actress. And she's, and she's blowing up. Uh, and she's she is certainly blowing up at the moment. She's just signed on for a project with J.J. Abrams. 
Um, oh, God Particle, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that cast is coming together yeah, uh, really pretty nice. nicely over there. Um, so I think that she would have been another strong candidate for that. But as you say, Disney really like um, Lupita. Yeah. So it's no real surprise that she was cast in that recent role. recent oscar winner you know yeah. as as my M- hot. as our pal Mayimbe likes to say marvel chases heat bro yeah uh, she, she is hot red hot i mean in many many ways talent and physically well i just think right now she's really like the most recognizable young black actress yeah wouldn't you say yeah i mean i think we're kind of going through a little she's bit such... where it was halle berry in the 90s sure and i think you know because she is the probably the most forefront one and the one that's on the tip of everybody's tongue right now she will get these opportunities but as long as we do see this being spread out among other african-american actresses i'm okay with it but i i love that we're going to see her in a live action uh role obviously mm. you know she just did a voice in, in yeah. jungle book and in star wars um so yeah this this is a big deal for her and it's different to stuff that we've we've seen her doing you know mm-hmm. previously obviously she's probably best known for 12 years a slave and now, you can't get much further away now here here's the uh, uh i don't know that what is storm's real name aurora monroe or something okay i'll go with that i, I heard that, sure. that, that that was one of the characters that she could be playing right. her, you know uh although i don't know if they could call her storm because does i don't know does fox own the rights to that name mm. it would just be like really weird i think to see her as that character even mm-hmm. if she's not going by the name Storm, but the name of Aurora or yeah. something. I don't know. It's a possibility. We don't know who, who she's going to play, but we know she's going to be the love interest. But we'll see. Good I'm, for I'm Chadwick. glad that she's in it because he's ridiculously strong. He's ridiculously he strong. He was really good in Black Panther. Panther. He was so good. She, to me, has this like ethereal beauty. Mm. Uh, ethereal? Ethereal? And I think... It's how do you pronounce that Ethereal? <laughs> okay. Ethereal. Sensual. And <laughs> um, I think that whereas... We've had love interest in other Marvel movies previously. Um, you know, there have been those, those kind of relationships. But I think the chemistry between those two is going to be something like we have not seen in a Marvel film before. We don't see a lot of black romances, honestly. We don't movies. see a lot of black people generally (laughs) romantic or not um but no i think the way that they're going to act together because they are such strong talents is going to be something that we won't have seen in this kind of movie and and i think again will elevate yep it's it's another nice score for for marvel they're just going down the oscar winners list yeah um okay what else is going on in the marvel universe this is something that i was very surprised about and so was pretty much everybody mm. um this week sharon stone was, another oscar winner yes absolutely sharon legs akimbo stone <laughs> um yeah she was on the late late show with james corden this week now, how um, many lates are in that title <laughs> many um there's going to be a sequel the late 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 show <laughs> how uh, late are we getting uh, it's um, actually yes. it's actually so late it's in the morning um <laughs> and she was saying that she is um going to be starring in a marvel movie Ooh. Now, she was on the show with um, Captain America Civil War's Sebastian Stan, obviously the Winter Soldier, Mm -hmm. and he was all like, what the fuck? Because he's in the Marvel movies, and he's like, well, this is news to me. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be in a Marvel movie. It's all all done and dusted, bro. Don't worry. Uh, And nobody else appears to know much about this. Now, we don't know how big her role would be if this is indeed true, and why would she Why would she go on national TV and BS like that? Because if she did, she's going to look like a tool, right? Yeah, I don't think that she's BSing. Yeah, I don't think she's BSing. What, what her role would be, I would see her fitting in there quite nicely. I think she'd be a good addition mm-hmm. in the kind of role that Robert Redford has played in the past. So kind of as a, a baddie, a nice, you know, third a player. government official Government or official, or, you know, I mean, I didn't really buy her as a baddie in Catwoman. 
<laughs> I, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, even I didn't see that. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we don't know what she's going to do, where she's going to play. Well, let me ask you, do you think be. it's a Marvel proper movie? Like one of the Disney movies? Or do you think it's like Spider-Man? No. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that would possibly explain why Sebastian Stan wouldn't know about wouldn't it. Know I mean, about it because, because he's not in Well, Rome. let's look at what's casting. You know, I mean, obviously they're going to start a casting if Infinity War. Yep. And you would think that Sebastian Stan might know or have heard yep. what's going on with that one. There's Thor Ragnarok, which Sebastian Stan wouldn't know about. Yeah, true. Um, There's the, the, the Hulk totally, movie. No, you're getting way you're getting way ahead of yourself, bro. I'm I'm just going to create characters. Marvel, in, Infinity War, uh, Infinity created, War, yeah. and and Thor Ragnarok. Yep. Uh, then there is Spider Man, mm-hmm. and then what is casting up at Fox? Maybe Deadpool two. That would be good. Cool. That like, would be good. Cool. It's, it still seems early. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I would guess on that. But the fact that Sebastian Stan knows nothing about it would suggest that it's not something that we would see uh, Winter Soldier. I'm gonna, in. Uh, uh, gun to your head. What do you say? What do you say, what do you say it is? Of the list that we've just come up with now, yeah. I'm going to think it could be something like um, Infinity War. But again, the guys haven't finished the script on that yet. Right. You know, so so I know the Russo brothers are still working with the scriptwriters on that. You know, there's still development to go on that. So they wouldn't even start casting that. I'm going to really say it's Spider Man. Spider-Man's a good call. I'm going to say it, or because, maybe, because maybe Deadpool, or maybe Because Hulk. Marvel's making the decision... I don't know what you're talking about, this Hulk thing. Um, Mar- you know, Marvel said that it has creative control of Spider-Man. I can see how that would be viewed as a, as a Marvel movie, mm. uh, rather than a Sony movie. Um, honestly, if I had to just like wager a guess, what if Sharon Stone was your new J. Jonah Jameson? Yeah. That's, that's going to be my guess right now, that's that's not because uh, she you know she, that, she she could pull that off and, yelling at Peter or whatever and also with Marvel's penchant for switching especially as they've yeah. done with Tilda Swinton in Doctor Strange yeah. entirely possible that could happen or or like what if she was like the principal of of Spider Man's high school yeah you know something like that I definitely see her being an authority figure in Peter Parker's life so that's just my speculation she I Hulk. haven't heard anything <laughs> yeah she, stop that, with that that would be badass. Hulk. Like yeah, a, you and I a fucking Hulk, Hulk bro. Jesus. Um, okay, what else is going on? In, in, is there anything else cooking well, with Marvel? Uh, Wolverine 3. Uh, I mentioned this. We'll just talk about this very quickly. I mentioned the other week that this was um, uh, filming very soon. It okay. has now started filming. Hey! Um, so you heard it here first. So anybody who said they had it first, suck it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that is. And also it's been confirmed that they are going for an R rating. Um, which I think is good because Wolverine is one of the characters that, like Deadpool, does have room for snickety snick, some really R-rated kick-ass stuff. And as it's really going to be the last time we're going to see him doing his thing solo. Is it, though? No, of course it's not. They'll just recast it. Um, Um, But uh, currently, it's the last time. Why not? Let's go balls to the wall and go for an R-rated. It'll free up something they haven't been able to do in the Wolverine film so far, where he just goes batshit crazy and does some some crazy-ass stuff. So I say good. Have you seen X-Men Apocalypse? I have not seen X-Men Apocalypse. I won't see the nice guys instead. I think... think Yeah, someone gets someone gets a a certain chance to go all crazy in that movie. Okay. Um, No, I'm I'm gonna go and see it in a couple of weeks, but I I I didn't see it last week because I went to see Nice Guys. Sure, sure, and and I want to hear from you about that when we talk about actual movies and trailers later in the show. But uh, yeah, Mm. I don't know. I don't. I I don't. I just don't get why this is gonna be R-rated. 
It seems like a, a reactionary sort of thing. I'm sure that they'll tell you otherwise. No, we were always planning for this to be R-rated before mm. Deadpool was a hit. Um, but to me, Wolverine is, is a character that we all share, including with children and teenagers who, yeah. who love that. Uh, and I just don't know why you would completely take them out of the equation. Well, yeah, I mean, I, the, the thing is, I, that's an argument that I've heard before, but certainly when I saw Deadpool, there were kids in there who were, you know, high school age and and below. So I don't really think that kids... It's going to stop kids going. Nothing ever stops Nothing. Us. I mean, if, if you're apparent you want to take your kids you're to right, a violent I, movie... Nothing stopped me when I was a kid. Go for it. No. So, you know, kids are going to go and see this shit anyway, and because they can in the US, they right. absolutely will do. You know, everybody loves Wolverine, so they're going to go and see a Wolverine movie. And if they can't get in, they'll just bootleg it. Yeah. And it, yeah. Well, exactly. Jesus. You know, and what's the worst that's going to happen? There's some violence. Oh, boo-hoo. There's a couple of fucks, the odd shit, and it's nothing they're not going to hear in the playground. So, I and we saw with Deadpool, it's not really going to hurt the box office. Um, okay. So, I, I think... And one thing I think that has held the other films back the wolverine films and i think they've had to and we saw this with the home entertainment release of the wolverine last time they have dumbed down rather than stretching to try and make it as as hard as possible so i think it'll give them a bit of freedom and i think we could see where the wolverine films have been lacking in the past i think we're going to see an improvement there okay but that's just me anything else cooking in the mcu no not for me all right we'll transition to the dcu anything let's do it Anything that you noticed? I mean, well, we I, got reports heard, of Steppenwolf. Uh, no. No? No. What? Well, this is the villain, right, that we're looking at for... Justice League. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Devin Faraci, right, at Birth yeah. Movie's Death, who yeah. said some character named Steppenwolf is going to be the villain. Apparently, Spe- Steppenwolf was the character in the deleted scene from BVS. Okay. That horrible deleted scene. Yeah. Um, I as I said yesterday and got killed for it. I don't know anything about Steppenwolf. I've never mm-hmm. heard of Steppenwolf. I, I don't know why fans get upset at me that I haven't read the same comic books as them. They say I'm unprepared or unprofessional. Like, uh, sorry, I cannot read all. I don't have time to read every goddamn mm. fucking Batman comic book. Uh, in in reaction to a Zack Snyder decision. Um, so yeah, I've never heard of Steppenwolf. I don't care about Steppenwolf. Bring me something other than Steppenwolf. Well, I think if they deleted the scene from the movie, they might be going like, are we going to do it or are we not going to do it? I think well, that could Devin be... Devin seemed pretty sure. Well, so... And he may, he may, he may be correct. Okay. He may know something that we don't know. Um, but it, it sounds, from Devin's report, it sounded like... You know, they introduced, they sort of hinted dark side a little in yeah. BBS, but they don't want to bring him out right away. They want to build to him mm. the way that Marvel has built to Thanos. I don't know that DC necessarily has the luxury of time. Um, if I were them, I would just get to it already, but... I think the problem, and this this has been something that has also occurred in Marvel movies, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not just a DC thing, is a film can appear a bit weak if you don't have a really strong villain. And a number of Marvel movies have been blighted with this. So I think because DC are kind of on the back foot at the moment, post-Batman versus Superman, very successful financially, a lot of people didn't really like it, DC films in general have tended to have perhaps villains that are not as strong. Mm -hmm. And I think they just want to make sure that when they get to do things like Justice League... They have a villain that everybody's talking about, a Kylo Ren-style level, a Darth Vader-level style of villain that really... 
You really think DC has worse villains than Marvel? Marvel has a villain problem. No, I I think... Well, I, I just said that I think that sometimes... I think Marvel don't draw their villains particularly well, and I think that's a drag... Again, Civil War. Loved the film, thought the villain was particularly weak. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Spider-Man movies, they've had really good villains done really, really badly. Mm. I mean, look at Jamie Foxx in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that was Bullshit. You know, um, look at um, Reese Evans um, as, as Connors. Shit. You know, there's a lot of Marvel movies that have had this, and I think one thing that can put DC on the front foot above Marvel is having a really kick-ass villain outside of the Joker. But there's not in the last sort of 15 years for me. There's not really a DC villain that I've gone nailed it. That's a kick-ass villain. I thought Bane was pretty good. I mean, even though you couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, other no, than that's like, true. You know the delivery of dialogue. So we've got two worked as a character. Either way, I'd love to hear if anybody else thinks there are any other kick-ass villains. We can we can we can open the phone lines later, so we can go back. Yeah, to we that. are going to be taking some calls um, shortly. But I just feel the one thing that DC really does need is that that villain that's just like hell yeah, kick-ass okay. Batman. So um, um, also Aquaman. Um, this is something I, I read online this week as well, and uh, film nerd Jamie has mentioned in the chat. Um, Aquaman is apparently getting a page one rewrite. Of course it is. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I mean, from what I saw... Page one! Yeah, what I saw um, in, like everybody else, in Batman versus Superman is a lot of those standalone movies that they've set up, they, didn't, they weren't sold to me particularly well in that. Mm-hmm. So I think they're really having to look hard at all of those standalone movies just, again, to make sure that they learn from their mistakes and that they nail them. Yeah. So I, it does not surprise me. That does not mean it's a pile of shit. I think they just want to tighten up a couple of their bootstraps and make sure that what they put out is is up to scratch. Okay. But that's just me. Let's move away from I'll the comic books. Shit I'm, already, I'm already fucking sick of it. Sorry. Okay. Um, let's talk about Jack Black doing Jumanji. Mm. Uh, where do you fall on this one? I like it. I I like it. I mean, I'm a little bit disappointed to see that Jack Black has suddenly become family film man. Because um, he's got an edge, like, you know, you like Tenacious D Jack Black? I like, like Tenacious D Jack Black. I like High Fidelity Jack Black. You know, Me too. I like... That's the Jack Black that I... I even like School of Rock Jack Black. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I feel he's gone a little bit... And this happens... It's happened to a lot of people over the years. He's gone a little bit down, too down, the family road. And again, this is something with with Dwayne Johnson. He's doing a lot of these movies, but he is keeping it Dwayne mixes a bit it up, harder yeah. with things like Fast and Furious, etc., and the other franchises. So he does mix it up. I, I like Jack Black. I think he'll be great with Dwayne Johnson. I think he'll be great and with Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Yeah, yeah, very, very strong trio there. And obviously Dwayne Johnson said this week that a lot of people are concerned about, you know, is it going to piss all over the memory of Robin Williams and what he brought to the character? Mm-hmm. And Dwayne Johnson took to Instagram this week to say, no, it's going to be very respectful. We're going to honor his memory. We think his fans and his family and friends will like what we're doing and how we're going to how we're going to keep that in what we're doing. I mean, all this Robin Williams tribute honor stuff is kind of funny to me because it's like, you know, like The Rock even named his character. Like, we will honor the character of Alan Parrish. Like, I didn't remember that that was his name. And to no. me, that's not an iconic character. No. I mean, this is the an example of just Hollywood paying this, like, lip service that I just feel like is such bullshit. Like, they're anticipating people, like... You know, negging the the Jumanji reboot, and mm. so that they have to like come out with that 
I don't know. It's just all it's all fucking bullshit. No, I think it's all you, fucking I, town no, is bullshit. I, I get your argument there, but I think there's also for a lot of people, and I mean, Jumanji was a hit. I mean, a lot of people didn't see that being as huge as it was going to be. I remember sure. when it came out in cinemas, people were quite surprised that it was a any good and B was going was was I eventually said I never really loved Jumanji as a kid. <laughs> it's great fun. Just thrown out there. Um, but I, I think so. A lot of people have a special place in their heart for this, and I think Robin Williams did. For he did some great work, a lot of which many people haven't seen. Um, but I think there are a couple of seminal roles that he did. I think you've got to look at Mrs. Doubtfire, you've got to look at um, Dead Poet Society, you've got to look at Jumanji. A few things that people are like, you can't, you can't touch that, as MC Hammer once said. Don't you feel like Jack Black is like sort of the modern equivalent of uh, Robin Williams? Like he's maybe the closest thing we have. He is, and if actually one of Jack Black's first jobs was a, an advert for an Atari game called Pitfall. Okay, and the way he's there and he's going, oh my god, I did this. I'll, I'll put a link to it afterwards in the show notes. Um, and uh, wait, wait, we have show notes when I well, <laughs> that fucking YouTube. And uh, well, uh, and basically, he, he, when I saw that advert, which was years before Jumanji even happened, I was like, "You're very much like a chubby Robin Williams." Oh, interesting. Okay, um, and <clears throat> I, I, so I, I, I would not be surprised if that kind of role went to Jack Black. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think I, I don't think it's actually like that. I don't know what Jack Black's role is exactly, mm. but I still think The Rock is very much the lead, uh, yeah. and Jack's sort of like a strong supporting. But um, I'll tell you, it's a fucking coup for Sony yeah. to get The Rock, Kevin Hart, and Jack Black in fucking Jumanji. Yeah, like I'll be honest, as a reporter, I did not expect Sony to come away with a haul like that for no. this movie, uh, especially with Jake Kasdan directing. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely got me more excited than, you know, I was before. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't excited about it, but I think Sony have learned from the last couple of years. I mean, maybe this is just, just me. This mm-hmm. is my opinion. I think Sony have learned from the last couple of years where they, outside of some of their tentpole releases, they had very dry years. They were putting a lot of films out, but a lot of them were really not doing particularly well. Mm-hmm. And some of their major movies, like, say, Let's Look at Annie, which had a problem with being leaked online and also wasn't very good, full stop. Okay. I think they've just gone, okay, if we're going to do four or five years film, films, big films a year, we need to make sure that we've nailed them. We need to make sure that they're right. So let's spunk a load of money up the wall and get a really good cast, get a really good script, and let's go for, as close to we can, those billion-dollar movies. Right. And, let's, and this, I think... Obviously, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen a script. We don't know anything about it. But this, to me, is strong. Like, if this was released in summer, if I was putting out a movie against that, I want to stay the fuck out of the way of Jumanji. So I I recounted a story yesterday on on Collider. Um, I'll I'll repeat it uh, again just to to clarify. You know, like, so I broke the Jack Black news, Mm -hmm. was asked to sort of break it at the same time as The Rock on his social media channels. Okay. And I declined respectfully right uh and posted the story and you know my my reasoning was just like you know the rock as much as i love this guy he's awesome he's a movie star he's a tv star makes millions Mm. etc he's not a film reporter you know and it's like i get that that certain parties want that kind of news to break on Dwayne's channel it reaches like way more people than my little twitter feed Mm. um you know, this is my space. This is my little world that I get to be, if not a king, then a lowly prince in or something like that. Mm. And I don't need The Rock coming in to Bigfoot me. Like, he can Instagram the news out five minutes after I break it, and all those people will still see it. You know? So, uh, 
I, I caught some shit for sort of telling The Rock to stay in his lane and keep off my turf. Um, but yeah, I'm a competitive guy, and I just I don't get why stars feel the need that they that this like if it was Dwayne's casting in Jumanji, I mm. get where he would want to break that himself. But yeah, you don't get to break your fucking co-stars too, dude. Well. I think he's just pissed at you because you went for the same role as him in Baywatch. Yeah, we did. We auditioned and against each it other. it was really close between the two of you. And you were just like, look, <laughs> You throw, got less money because they're like, look at Snyder. Throw the rock a freaking bone. Yeah. You know, he's not... He we, hasn't got any franchises. To be clear, we love The Rock. And yeah, for all do. I know, the, it's not like... Maybe it wasn't The Rock pushing to do this. Maybe no. it was, you know, It'll a studio... In, yeah, enlisting The Rock yeah. to do it. But uh, regardless... That's not in the plans. That's not how this works. If I've been holding a story, I yeah. don't break it with the fucking rock. Uh, anyways, um, should we start taking some calls? Let's do it. All right. Let's go to the phones. I'm going to tweet the number out again. Sorry, gang. Uh, while you're doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Just talk. While I'm, we got dead air here. I shall uh, sensual. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier about um, I didn't think that DC had some particularly strong villains. Um, yes. Or, or particularly well portrayed and well drawn um, great villains. Um, Senor Nerd has said in the chat, Michael Shannon Azod was awesome. I agree. So that's a three. So I'm starting to look. Was he really wrong. awesome? Like, guys, is this what you think is fucking awesome? I when you think of a fucking reel of the best villains of all time, you think General Zod belongs in that fucking reel? No, didn't say of all time, but I think the but just in the, general, the, this person, the, the portrayal by Michael Shannon of Zod in Man of Steel, I agree, was very very good. I that was a strong villain to me. To me, it was like Michael Shannon's like 40th best performance. Well, that's I just... okay. But yeah, but you know, that's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I like Zod. I compared to some of the other villains. Mm. I, I mean I didn't like the villain in um I didn't like Lex Luthor. Um I didn't I didn't like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, but I don't even think Jesse Eisenberg was a massive fan of Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Um, so I you compare that with Zod. Zod would definitely win, I think. But you're right about Bane. Bane was great. Um, I wasn't a fan, a massive fan of Killian Murphy's Scarecrow. No, I no. did not I like think, that. He's in all the. He's in the whole trilogy. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like it at no, all. It was a dude with a sack on his. We head. got a caller. Cool. All right. Hello, caller. Who are you? And where are you from? Click. Hello. Do you just hang up on our caller? <laughs> so I actually just rang up to to put the phone down. So, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Caller's back. Caller's back. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm good. good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just calling. This is exciting. I never actually thought I would get through. Well, you're on, baby. What's <laughs> what's your name? What do you want to talk about? Uh, my name is Mike. I'm from New York. Cool. Uh, I'm trying to think like what was in the news this past week, but sort of like, well, actually, here, here's a question I have for you guys. Mm. I don't know if you can answer, but just want to ask. Yep. Um, are there places where they actually know how many tickets were sold on a given weekend for a given movie? Like, I know we always get the box office numbers, but what about the actual ticket sales, like numbers of people who went? 
It's a good question. I'm not a box office reporter, so I'm not sure. You would that, think that that would be available, though? Yeah, I mean, I when I started out in the industry many years ago, in the days when I had hair, um, we did used to get, when working in a, in a cinema in the UK, theatres in the US, um, we would get a breakdown of how many bums on seats, how many tickets were sold. But that was very much for an internal right. thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not something that's made publicly... Known. No, but it, it is at the end of each year. I think yeah. this, like, yeah. this is what the admissions were this year. Yeah, um, and I think I think Peter Jackson was talking about this recently, and that like the box office is up, but because movie tickets cost more mm. and admissions are actually way down, there's like 300 million fewer tickets were sold last yeah. year's or than the year before. So I'm sure that those statistics are available, uh, whether on Run Track or some other sort of uh, box office data site. I just like wouldn't know off the mm. top of my head because I don't handle box oh. office. It's always sometimes difficult oh. to work out, though, because I know certainly in the UK there was a thing where there was a weekly promotion where you would, on a Wednesday, it was a company that sponsored it, you would buy one ticket, you would get a second ticket free. So if you were going by pure bums on seats for movies, that figure will be slightly off because not everybody putting their ass on a chair they, would actually be paying. I guess. So, you know... It's but, a good question, though. Yeah, it is a good question. I would like to know that myself. Rent track in the US are probably... The ones that would have that data, but whether it would be released, I don't know. Yeah, until the end of the year. Okay, and one other thing, and then mm. I'll hang up. Sure. I, cause I, I don't know if I missed you guys talking about it before. I like I just came in and caught the uh, that the number was up. Um, uh, has has any of the trades or the you know any of the journalists on your side are they considering covering all of the? I know it may sound silly, but the sort of back and forth between the DC and the Marvel fans, the online. Hatred, if you will, specifically because the harassment that is resulting is affecting journalists, and it's affecting, quite frankly, our movie culture in general. And, you know, after Gamergate happened with games, it was always really surprising to me that mainstream media really didn't care about this story that, quite frankly, is affecting a lot of people. Mm. And it's affecting, even if it's affecting younger people, still it's, you know, it's the internet, and unfortunately, you know, fortunately, the internet is here for the rest of our lives. So yeah, uh, there uh, be... so Drew yeah, Drew, Drew McWeeny at HitFix wrote a really good piece that I linked to late last night, uh, just about how yeah, it's like nerd. The nerds have won, the geeks have won, and yet yeah. the, why? So why the fuck are they still so angry? You know, that it's because people. Like, I don't know if nerd. Like, it's when I was growing up, I mean, nerds were like a subculture, okay? Yeah. And, and now they've taken over, and they're like mad that the rest of the world is not nerds like them. Um, and I'm not trying to use that term derogatory because no. I consider myself a nerd, yeah. a geek, a we dork, a dweeb, whatever you want. Um, but yeah, there's there's just so much anger. Like yesterday, with people jumping on me because I haven't read Booster Gold or don't know who fucking Steppenwolf is. Like, dude, are you fucking shitting me? Mm. Like, get off my fucking ass for that. I have wanted to quit Twitter so many times. These people are fucking miserable trolls. Now, I know this because I have written, I started writing for Ain't Cool when I was 19 years old, so whatever Twitter can dish out, like, I've heard fucking worse on Ain't Cool, believe me. Um, but yeah, I want, I want to quit all the fucking time because I can't stand the people on social media. I can't stand the 21,000 fucking followers. Yeah, I mean, it, it has... It, the, the thing is that hardcore fans of anything, whether it's cars, whether it's movies, whether it's whatever, it's a lot of it... There's a 50-50 split between passion and being a massive fucking asshole. Yep. 
Um, and sometimes people let the asshole overtake the passion. Um, unfortunately, with anything, the internet does give people a voice, and everybody's sure that their opinion is right. It's just yeah. an opinion. Look, okay, if you, do you like olives on your pizza? I fucking hate olives. You're a fucking asshole. Right. No, you just don't like olives. Right. It doesn't mean that you're an asshole. You have a different opinion on olives. That's okay. You don't like olives. That's fine. We'll just have to agree to disagree. <laughs> I get called all sorts of things online. To be honest with you, I've asked my wife to stop tweeting them to me. It's yep. embarrassing now. Um, but, yeah, people do that all the time. And it, people accuse people like us of, if we don't like a film, Batman vs. Superman. We're being, really paid. We're being, we're being paid, paid by, by someone else. fucking studios. That's if, in the budget over if there. If Disney was paying people to good, give good reviews, they'd be paying everybody for Alice Through the Looking Glass. Because that's not getting good reviews. They're D- not doing it. De- Devin has tweeted about this before, about how you know he just blocks people liberally. Yeah. He, he like finds himself in arguments with people with 60 followers. Yeah. I mean, yesterday, my own mother okay, called me almost in tears reading the, the 1,800 comments okay, yeah. on, under the Collider video, about 1,200 of which called Jeff Snyder a douchebag. So she was like, why doesn't anybody like my boy? He's so nice. You know? <laughs> What's he ever done to ex- you? Ex- exactly. And it's like, Mom, you have to understand, these are fucking children yeah. and teenagers and fucking losers who comment on YouTube videos. I'm sorry to, like, you know, just throw the net over mm-hmm. a whole community like that. But for the most part, it's true. I, well, I, 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 yesterday was fucking disgusting. I wrote I wrote um, a review for um, IGN about the boss recently. Yep. Now I knew not everybody's going to like it. Not everybody likes Melissa McCartney. Fine, not a problem. I wrote a review. I happen to enjoy the film. It's not the best comedy of the year. It's not Blazing Fucking Saddles. I enjoyed it. It entertained Guilty me. Guilty pleasure, yep. I got a lot of shit for that. <laughs> IGN always give her movies 7 out of 10 because she's fat, and fat women falling over is really funny. No, do you know what? There were lots of really good dick jokes in there, and I like a good dick joke. It entertained he lo- me. loves a good dick I joke, I do love a guy. good dick joke. Bring him by the bag full. Um... But, yeah, and it's just like, no, but these people hadn't seen the movie, and yet they were telling me that what I said about a film that I'd seen was bullshit. fandom is disgusting these days. And and, and another thing Devin has brought up, like, oh, I I still want to talk. I'm (laughs) going to take the next call, but I just want to mention this last point, where, like, there are these 13-year-olds who sit at home thinking that they know more about Hollywood and how Hollywood works than reporters at the LA Times or reporters at the trades. Like, you little fucks... Go fuck yourself. It's At the end of the day, it's just opinion. You know, I will like something and you will like something that other people won't like. There are things that we talk about that I love that you think are absolute bullshit. It, we just have to learn to get there's along. There's no respect there on is, the internet. There is the fucking no, internet's trash. No, I, I'm, but I'm no, five seconds from deleting the Twitter but account. But there's no right and there's no wrong. It's just opinion. And All right. We'll, we'll move on. Rant over. Uh, fans, clean up your act. Next caller. Hello. Hello. Hey, hi. Who's this? Hi, this is Zach from New York. What's up? Hey, quick question. Sure. Uh, in the news today, they're talking about Simon Kinberger's interviewed about Fan Four Stick Two. I think we all can agree that that project is dead on arrival. I was curious. Have you heard anything? And even um, Josh Trank, the man's gone underground. Any insights there? Wh- sorry, which project? Oh, Fantastic Four 2. The Josh Train. Oh, yeah. yeah, I I think I saw the headline on the play. He wants to make it brighter and more fun. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I don't even know why Simon Kinberg and other producers and writers open their mouths sometimes in all these interviews because they have nothing fucking interesting to say. Oh, you want to make Fantastic Four more fun or more, or, like, what? You just want to make it better That's and that's a news headline? I, I don't understand. No, Fantastic Four 2, they're, they're going to make it eventually because they have the, a great cast lined up. Um, I'm sure that you will see some tonal changes, but for the most part, just stop talking, Simon Kinberg. Like, Jesus Christ, the fucking X-Men movie you just produced was garbage. Well, I don't think we'll be seeing it anytime soon. I don't think as far as the to-do list at Fox, it's up there. These guys make all these fucking promises. Everything's going to be great. You're going to love this character. You're going to love this. It all turns out to be shit. I just like I don't even. You, what is the point of ta- even interviewing Simon Kinberg? Well, the re- I think the reason that that he says these things is because he's basically he's asked the question because I think there are people that are that are interested in it, but you cannot comment. You don't. Simon have Kinberg to give an is, is one bad movie away from being the next Akiva Goldsman, where just like his association with the project, rate you know draws my fucking blood level up. I don't give a shit anymore. It's fucking uncensored time, baby. Well, I think that went well. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. No problem at all. No problem. That was mildly scary. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm in a fucking bad mood this week. You are. And if you're on my shit list, I'm fucking coming for you. And yeah, Simon Kinberg, he's on it. Your love for the Next Fantastic caller. Four is, uh, is... Hello? Yeah. Yep. Who's this? Oh, hey, I just wanted to um, ask you guys, what's your most anticipated movies that aren't superhero movies or in a franchise? <laughs> Me, personally, I want you guys to give five, by the way. <laughs> but... <laughs> If you can, but what, mine. Yeah, what's is, yours? Um, mine is obviously Scorsese Silent, and then Mel Gibson's Hacksaw Ridge, hmm. then um, Ang Lee's Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. I think that's what it's called, right? Yep. Um, then um, the Girl on the Train. I didn't really like the trailer that much. Yeah. Which no one really talked about it on anything. Dude, that's a but, good trailer. Um, a woman so heartless. <laughs> have you have, have you read the book, um, Girl on a Train? Um, no, no, I haven't. It's a really good book. Now, I don't read a lot of books because um, <laughs> I'm just too freaking lazy, to be honest with you. And if there's moving pictures, <laughs> I'll watch those instead. Um, it, it's a really, really good thriller. Um, it's it uh, Yeah, it was set originally in London, but they moved it. <laughs> as happens to the US. Um, I can tell from the trailer there have been a few tweaks, but as far mm. as thrillers go, it is certainly up there with... There's a Hitchcockian tone to it, and oh, I think there's going to be a level of intensity to it for things like Gone Girl. So I, 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 I that's certainly a film that I'm very excited about, and the yeah, cast me for me is really strong. I'm looking forward to that, so too. I um, think it's, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm with you on, on Billy Lynn. Uh, the mm-hmm. Billy Lynn trailer hit this week. I thought it looked fantastic. Did you see it, Simon? Yeah, yeah no one talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because fucking Assassin's Creed had just come out. It's like these studios... It's like you make this great movie like Billy Lynn and release the trailer at the same time everyone's like obsessing over the Assassin's Creed trailer. Again, we need a VP of, like, marketing materials because (laughs) there's just one trailer after another and things get lost in the shuffle. You're right. Nobody was talking about Billy Lynn yesterday, and that's a fuck-up on Sony's part as far as I'm concerned. Another one. Um, Billy Lynn looks incredible, I think. Even even with – I know a movie with Chris Tucker and Kristen Stewart and Vin Diesel on paper does not suggest an awards contender, Mm. but – 
I don't know. I, I, I mean, the, I trust Ang Lee, though. I, I mean, totally trust Ang Lee, and the marketing team at Sony <laughs> did a great job with that trailer. They really cut a, a beautiful a beautiful two-minute spot. Um, One of the things that I'm excited about, I, I'm going to get the name wrong, and Neon Demon. Yep. That's um, totally yeah, up there. Cool. End of June. Very, very excited about that. Um, it's from the guys at, at um, Bold Films, obviously, who previously this guy done. With fucking Bold Films. I, does is that, is Gary it, paying you? That, hey, what is hey, going I on? I haven't mentioned there. that film. Jesus but, um, Christ. It's the, obviously, they're behind things like Drive, uh, uh, um, uh, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, Whiplash. Yeah, Neon Demon. I hear it's Looks, divisive. I hear it's even going to be more divisive than Only God Forgives. Which I, I, I liked oh. Only God Forgives. Oh, Jesus. I did. I know I'm I the just, only guy. I just watched but... it last month. It's not It's not good, Simon. Okay. It's not well, good. olives and olives. Come on, Simon. So... <laughs> Come on, Simon. Um, well, I won't invite you around for an olive picture to watch. What do you guys watch. think about the founder? Founder it's looks really good. Um, again, that August, August release date is a little it's a little suspect. Mm. It is. But that looks like such a juicy role for Michael Keaton. It I'm just loving looks it. Like nasty. It looks like the social network. Yeah. Uh, set in the fast food world, but the other uh, one that I was gonna say, uh, and, and after this, I'm gonna show Simon the trailer. The accountant. I watched yes. that trailer late last night with Ben Affleck. Holy fuck! It looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, I saw it last night. It was looks good. incredible. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm with you on the Andrew Garfield movies. Um, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, I've heard, is great. Yeah. I'm sure Silence will be really cool. Martin Scorsese oh, has been working on it long enough. Sure. Oh, sorry, I don't want to take too much time. Do it's you okay. think if it's good enough? Do you think the Academy will nominate Mel Gibson? I don't want to get on it. It's a great question. Just, it is a good question. That's a fucking great question. No one's ever talking about it. Like, do you know what? Yes, I think they just, will, because I know he's a controversial figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they would be remiss not to. And I might be wrong on this, um, but I think they've nominated um, controversial people, or certainly people who have been persona non grata for a while, for Oscars. So people like Roman Polanski. Yeah. Um, would be one of Woody them. Allen Woody too. Allen. It, I mean, it is. Oh man, that's so tough. It is such a political town, and it is a town run by Jews. I would like to think that the work would speak for itself, and if the work is, you know, deserving of a nomination, it would get one. I don't think it would keep awards bloggers from sort of putting it in the mix. Um, I had another it's point. opening against Doctor Strange, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's really about opening. Let yeah. me ask you: Are there any Jews in the cast? That would go a long way. Well, I just, I just don't think that. Uh, I mean, we saw last year that a lot of the films that were nominated for for Oscars actually weren't. And we've seen this in the past as well, not just last year. A lot of those films that were nominated for for Oscars weren't necessarily big box office hits. Danish Girl did okay. wasn't You know, wasn't a big box office hitter. Right. Carol wasn't a big box yeah, office. Yeah, I don't hitter. think this needs Spotlight to make that money. Did well. But it certainly wasn't, you know, blockbuster no. by any stretch. Um, so th- I don't think how much money it makes is really overly important. I think it's it's down to artistic stuff. But I think this year, if the Oscars are, if the Oscars committee are going to look at thinking outside the box, then there's this year. If Mel Gibson's going to be nominated, it's a great year oh. to be Mel Gibson in a great movie. Who's putting it out? Is it Lionsgate? I don't know. I think it is. Um, yeah, I think it was Lionsgate. I, I saw Lionsgate. it on um, a report. Yeah, I don't know. That I'm telling you, that's going to be an interesting movie. I've heard great things about it. Mm. Um, is there another the story? Is interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a great story about yeah. Desmond Doss. Is there another war movie? I mean, I guess Billy Lynn. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be going head to head. What if there's only room for one sort of war war movie in the conversation? Oh, yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, there have been previous years where there's been more than one. Um, uh, yeah, the Academy uh, does love a war movie. By the way, I've heard great things about Vince Vaughn in the movie. I mean, Garfield too. Obviously, he's the lead, but I hear uh, Vince Vaughn is actually really good. Mm. 
That's exciting. Well, thanks for taking my question, guys. Yeah, no, no problem. Thank thanks for calling in. Yeah. Do we have another caller? Okay, okay that's fine. Um, uh, speaking of, okay, the Assassin's Creed trailer. Sure. Because I got fucking murdered for this. Again, I've never played Assassin's Creed. Do you need a hug? You've had a bad week. It's been a tough week, guys. It's been a tough week. But that has nothing to do with how I think about the Assassin's Creed trailer, which didn't look good to me. What did you think? Um, I, I'm a fan of movies that are adapted from games, even shitty ones. I'm not a gamer at all. Okay. Um, I'm terrible at gaming. I don't have a console right now. But I really like the look of Assassin's Creed. I the like look the fact, is cool. Yes, yeah. sure. I like the fact that it appears that they're using, and this was in a feature on, I think it was um, Slash Film this week, they're using real locations, they're using real weapons, and I think that is... But no, I just think... How real are the weapons? Well, they're actually death. Um, I, I think there's going to be um, the fun element, but a level of authenticity, bearing in mind it's a computer game, it's not fucking biography, um, that I think will actually make this one of the more intelligent game-inspired adaptations. I will give you that. That so, is, that'll be one of the more intelligent game uh, movies. I mean, just based on casting alone, Fastbender mm. and Cotillard, it's yeah. not like it's fucking Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo over there. I would have still watched that. Did you get that, that one? I would have still watched that. Did you get that reference? Yeah. <laughs> um, I fucking love John Leguizamo. John, so, so do I. That guy could read a grocery I love Bob list. Hoskins, too. Yeah. Uh, we're just picking on, on the Mario movie. But, um, yeah, Assassin's Creed... I, again, as I said yesterday, I like Justin Kurzel's Snowtown. I couldn't stand Macbeth. It was unwatchable. Um, Is that because we were talking a, funny? A beautiful, a beautiful film, but unwatchable. And I hope that Assassin's Creed doesn't fall into the same traps. I mean, the waking up and it was like hardcore Henry meets Edge of Tomorrow. I mean, again, a guy in a hoodie hmm. with a bow and arrow. How many bow and arrows can we have in movies? This is an outdated. This is an outdated weapon. I don't want to see any bow and arrow action. I don't care. I, I fucking, it's like having Hawkeye in his own movie. They, there's a reason they haven't done that. It's fucking boring. <laughs> I mean, I like I like bow and arrow. Meanwhile, what do you think of this Kanye song in the middle of Assassin's Creed trailer? No, I just I never Kanye. What, Never like, what are you doing, Fox? What do you have? What are you doing? What is this trend all over Hollywood where we stick a fucking hip hop song in the middle of a trailer that it has no business being in? Yeah, I'm just not a Kanye fan. This was not a good trailer, and anyone arguing otherwise is what's the word? Incorrect. That's right. <laughs> that's the that's the word. It's not um, about opinion. It's looking at it as a, I'm not saying the movie's gonna suck. Yeah, I'm saying as a piece of marketing, Fox did a bad job. Yeah, I mean, as as a film, um, I'm I'm certainly intrigued to see it. It's it's one of the ones on my uh, list. Um, you think it'll do well? I don't think it will. I don't think it'll do phenomenally well. No. Happy to totally eat my hands. We'll on see that. how Warcraft does, but uh, well, I, I'll put it this way: people it's, have, it's people Warcraft have... under embargo. Yes, it is. It is. Okay. Have you seen it? No, I know. I, haven't seen I it. know someone who saw it. I this know week. a few people who have seen it. Yeah, and since we're not under fucking embargo, they didn't invite us. I guess that's your fault. Legendary. Not, I, I, from the one person I know, um, uh, not bad. It wasn't a glowing review, but not bad. Here's what I heard. Okay. Bad. 
That's what I heard. I think it's is that, I, is that I, literally sens- it made no sense, and you can't understand it unless you played the video game. I'm very curious to see it. I, I am because it's it's in the camp of films this year that I think it it could it could be good. It could be bad. I've also I don't think it's going to be brilliant. Bad. I've heard, but I don't. I haven't seen it. I'm curious to see it. I'm not a I'm not a Warcraft player. It looks like a bomb. I'm. I just. But I. I love things like that though. I do enjoy them. So I'm, I didn't like Avatar though. But you know. You didn't like Avatar, but you're looking forward to Warcraft? What yeah. is this world coming to? I just don't know. No, I am... Well, I, I like to approach things with a bit of an open mind. Um, not, not too much. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I am curious to see. I'll, I'll probably get to see it in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I was expecting it to not be great, and what I've heard so far is... Uh, is not bad. All right, we've got a few uh, few other things here. James Gray is doing a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm, ex- I'm excited by that prospect. Yep. But on the other hand, do do we not have enough sci-fi movies? Do I need that to go check the fucking point. calendar? Like, yeah. why, why James Gray? Why? I think because sci-fi is selling at the moment. We, we've discussed this previously. There appear to be trends in Hollywood where everyone's like, "Oh, let's do a this movie. Oh, let's do a that movie." I think we're just going through a fresh wave of sci-fi. But you know, we have a lot of stuff coming from established sci-fi franchises. We have some sequels coming up from classic sci-fi movies. Blade Runner Two is a good example. Um, and we obviously got one more Alien movies on the way as well. There's so many Star Wars movies. I've got oh, them God. coming out of my ass. Um, so I think everyone's going, like, let's make sci-fi. But for a while, a lot of people were not touching sci-fi. There was a dearth of them for a while. Oh, so, you know. I'm just waiting for Valerian to bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll teach uh, there will the be, sci-fi people. There have to be a couple of bombs in there somewhere, and then we'll see the tide change. Uh, but right now, everyone's all right, let, let me get off my negative uh, okay. platform, and sure. we'll talk about something I actually think sounds awesome, which is uh, David Robert Mitchell's Under the Silver Lake. Mm. Uh, L.A. set crime thriller noir film with Andrew Garfield. Yep. And uh, late last night brought news that Dakota Johnson mm. of Fifty Shades of Grey fame is going to play the female lead in that movie. Uh, sounds awesome. I yep. mean, I love the idea of Garfield and Dakota Johnson working with the director of It Follows. I love L.A. film noirs that are crime yep. thrillers. Uh, well, this I'm excited about. Andrew Garfield and Dakota Johnson were two actors that I used to find very, very bland and beige. I wondered if it was the fact that they weren't very good. Uh, I wondered if it wasn't the material that was not very good. Wait, where where did you get this on Garfield? I just, I was not a fan of him particularly. From what? Even pre-Spider-Man. I I, I found him a little bit dry. Um, But You see the Red Riding trilogy? No, I didn't. Boy A? Yeah, I did see that. You didn't like Boy A? I didn't like Boy A. Okay. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, olives, olives. Um, I, but I, I've, uh, 99 um, Houses was... 99 Homes, uh, 99 yeah. Homes. Terrific. I always get that wrong. Um, it was a great movie. Yeah. And I've looked at a few other things of his, and I think that given the right material, he can be absolutely amazing. And obviously the things that I haven't seen that you say you've seen a light, I, I, I can believe that. Dakota Johnson, I thought, was massively wasted in one of the worst films I've seen in about the last 10 years, Fifty Shades of Grey. But you know you can you can polish a turd and roll it in glitter. It's not gonna you know it's still a turd. Um, and I I really 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 want to see her in something where she's got great material and gets a chance to fucking act. Did you see a bigger splash? No, I didn't. I didn't love a bigger splash, no. but you know the performances are quite good in that film, and, mm. and she does she does something kind of interesting because she's kind of she's playing it kind of low. Okay. Um, 
it's it's it, there's a lot of subtlety in her performance. Mm. So, uh, I, although I didn't love the movie, I will definitely give her uh, props for that one. Um, I just want to see what she can do. You know, when she really gets that motor revving, I really want to see that. You know, because in Fifty Shades of Grey, she was about as sexy as fucking Blister. <laughs> you know, I did not like that film at all. <laughs> okay. Um, Dylan O'Brien will star in American Assassin when uh, when his yep. face heals. Um, I'm sure he, he... He's a nice guy. I've interviewed what a, him. What a nice He's boy. He's a really nice guy. Here's the thing about American Assassin. Yeah. So these this is based on like a, a series of Vince Flynn books, right? Okay. Not and, familiar and, with and those. Like, as I'm sure no one under 35 or 40, 40 is or whatever. Uh, I, I don't know your exact age, but like, Vin, the, like the Vince Flynn American Assassin series, mm. Mitch Rapp, like adults read that, right? Okay. Thank you for not calling me an adult. <laughs> We're not adults yet. <laughs> uh, Dylan O'Brien, like, do they yeah. know Dylan O'Brien? He seems a little young, and he seems a little, like, teen bopperish. In answer, for, no, they don't. But I think that's actually quite refreshing for that audience. Because they don't... It's not like seeing the same old faces. Yeah. They are bringing... Know. Someone up who can be like a future. I'm not saying he's going to be a DiCaprio, but I someone who's like a future DiCaprio. I just thought it would be there. someone like Taylor Kitsch, uh, e- even someone like Scott Eastwood who's starting to come on. Yes. Dil- Dylan Good seems choice. just like a little young and a little thin, and I don't know. I, he's like, seems like a boy. He's a boy, and I was looking for a man in this casting. So I don't think I'm a fan of it. Okay. I'm willing to give it... But I'm, Michael Keaton's the mentor, so that's cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, right after the uh, apocalypse embargo ended uh, and it was uh, apocalypse time hmm. for that movie, yeah. uh, word came that Simon Kinberg is going to be working with Ridley Scott again okay. on Raids of the Broken Land. Uh, this will be the 500th project in Ridley Scott's development slate. Um any thoughts about him doing a sort of gritty revenge western that he'll probably end up dropping out of and okay. producing? West, <laughs> western is a genre that I've never been a huge fan of. There are many great western films that I can appreciate. The word western in the description of a movie yeah. does not give me any form of kind cinematic of, kind of semi. Just not not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Dead, mm-hmm. dead from the waist down. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know. I really like the Martian. Um, yeah, yeah, I like, the, 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 I like this, the Martian. This, excitement, this this story did nothing for me either. So um, I don't know why I even brought it up. A couple of couple of things that people are excited about. Ryan yeah. Gosling. Anyway, um, I spoke to Ryan Gosling last weekend. Oh yeah, how'd that go? Uh, very well. He's a lovely man. What's well, so charming? Not very attractive. <laughs> Not very Just attractive. So ugly that I Ryan Gosling. I couldn't look him direct in the face because he's so <laughs> horribly. Disfigured. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was awkward. Um, but no, um, interviewed him for the nice guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the interviews are going to be up on uh, on IGN. The full interviews this week. Um, and uh, at the end of the interview, uh, had to ask him about Blade Runner two. Um, he is quite surprised that he was approached, but d- d- honoured and very excited about the project. G- genuinely, not like soundbite. Well, it's a great honour to work with this. He's yeah. he's a fan of of Ridley Scott. He's a mm-hmm. fan of the Blade Runner movie. You know, he he was kind of like, holy shit, this is the golden goose. I'm really honoured to be attached to that project. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pretty sure that he's going to give it his all. He's going to go. I mean, he, his he's first, always his first tentpole in a while. It's his I mean. first tentpole in a while. I mean, nice look, nice guys. 
you, you, we need to see that because it is so much fun. There are a bit of, my review will go up on IGN this week, but there are some bits that don't work and it's slightly flabby in places by mm-hmm. about five or ten minutes overall. But in a movie, as I say in my review, of like two hours, it's not that's that's not bad. That's a good hit rate. Um, he's so good in this, and him and Russell Crowe are superb. Absolutely I'm looking. Superb. I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the the bloggers seem to love it. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Mm. I don't trust them. Because they're all tight with Shane Black. So, you know, I've heard from industry people about the film, yeah. and they say it's okay. I, I really liked it. I liked it more. I, from the trailers, I was like, okay, it can be good, it can be bad. Um, for me, watching it, it was a perfect companion piece to things like Lethal Weapon, Last Boy Scout, that kind of thing. It works really, really nicely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's good. Um, and they're a great pairing. And it's great to see Russell Crowe doing some comedy as well. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I is am it looking their finest work? That. It's not their finest work, sure. as far as um, Black and Silver go. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's certainly a very strong... Um, black and silver. Yeah, I was like, what, sounds like a crater fighting uh, duo. Um, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. I did really really enjoy it. Did you Did you get anything out of Shane Black when you interviewed him? I did. Anything interesting? I did. Well, we we discussed this by text this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, we talked about the movie. We talked about um Lethal Weapon uh TV series and how how they both feel about that. Mm-hmm. Um. And we talked about uh, an oncoming project of of uh, of Shane Black's. Yeah. Well, that that project is Predator, which mm-hmm. I had also tweet teased at the end of Collider's yep. video, saying that uh, you may want to keep an eye on on uh, someone who has played Batman. That would, could be it could be some very interesting news. Yeah, that, that, you know, there's a lot of possibilities there. Um, ben Affleck, Christian Bale, uh, Shane Black's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang star Val Kilmer. Uh, you know, just keep an eye on on the Bat Cowl mm-hmm. as far as Predator goes. Um, so yeah, so Ryan Gosling, um, very excited about that. But nice guys, worth checking out. Um, and also this week, um, Lionsgate in Cannes, because obviously Cannes Film Festival is going on something somewhere I've never wanted to go. It's like the mecca for many film journalists. My idea of going to Cannes is like I'd rather have someone kick me in the nuts. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. Um, they were <laughs> now you see me came out a couple of years ago. Did okay, did yep. well. Did well. Warranted a sequel. Liked it. Entertaining. Yep. yep. Uh, now You See Me 2 comes yep. out Coming in out a few soon. weeks. Yep. Yep. Looks Quite looking crazy. Forward to that. Yep. Looking forward to that. Enjoying it. Apparently they're already saying that um, uh, Now You See Me 3. Yeah. John Chu's going to come back to direct. Yeah. 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 You'd be okay with that? If this one's, I mean, I'm not if, saying they're going to ask if you. If this but. one's good, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like that ensemble. It, you know, we're missing f- just fucking fun movies like yeah. that. Like the Oceans Trilogy. Yeah, um, you know, a bunch of actors I enjoy watching yeah. come together to pull off a heist or stop a heist. Uh, so I'm totally on board for Now You See Me Two, and if it's any good, I'll be back for Now You See Me Three. I think it would work really well as as a trilogy, and I think there are lots of fun lines that they can pick up. And being set in the world of magic, you can really play around with storylines mm-hmm. and timelines. So um, I, I think I'm genuinely looking forward to, to Now You See Me Two, and I think to actually have a third in that series is a great way to, to tie that up. And then if they wanted to do 4, 5, and 6, I'm not saying they're going to, but then change out the cast and do a separate trilogy. I think that would be a good option as well. But I think to have a third one is a good idea, and I think the public will respond well to that. Okay. Uh, the Russo brothers are yeah. going to be joining Michael B. Jordan to produce yeah. the Thomas Crown Affair movie. Mm. Again, th- this is another thing. where like I, The Russos have done right by Marvel. Yes, they have. Um you know, people loved Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and, and Civil War. I really like those movies, which is saying a bit, 
<laughs> saying a lot. Because there's not a lot that you uh, like. People loved Community, yeah, uh, which I couldn't really get into. But Collingwood to, was great as well. If you haven't like, seen that, to welcome me, to Collingwood. The Russos producing something or coming on board a project. It's not that it doesn't inspire confidence. It just doesn't get me excited. Like, I don't care that the Russos are producing this Thomas Crown mm. affair. It doesn't make me more or less likely to see it. I guess it's a good thing. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of just indifferent. They're, they're not they're not someone who just, like, makes me light up. I, Even though they should. Yeah, That's what I mean, I'm saying. You know I'm a fan of their work. And you know that I'm, you know, a, you know I like them. They seem as, like good guys, too. They're really nice guys. I mean, yeah. I, as I said previously, I got to sit down and do a really nice piece with them um, for Forbes a few months back. And they're really nice, really genuine guys. Mm-hmm. And they love film. And they know film very, very well. And they, they tend to make decisions that are right to make the film work. <laughs> and if it costs more money to do it, then they'll ask for more money to do it. They won't go, eh, we'll make do, blah, 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 we'll just right. fill it out. I mean, a good example of this is um, in Civil War. Originally, Iron Man wasn't going to be in Civil War. Right. Because they felt that it was right with the story and to make the film flow and then to look forward to it. It wasn't going to be Civil War. It wasn't going to be Civil right. War. And they were just like, do you know what we need? We need RDJ, we need Iron Man, and this is going to go together. So they went back and they mm-hmm. said, okay, fine, we need this. We need some more money. Fine, RDJ came back on and, and, and it is the film that it now is. It was going to be something very different. Mm-hmm. So they're not afraid to go and say, actually, we think this needs X, Y, a pinch of salt and a little bit of oregano. You know, they're, they're happy to do that. And with Spider-Man, the choosing of Spider-Man, they were very involved in that working with sony and marvel and disney mm-hmm. to make sure that they got the right spidey for this and they tested a shitload of people some of the names they tested and didn't get the role are big names mm-hmm. you know so they care they really fucking care about what they're doing so i think if they are involved with a project i think it's a case of they they either give it their all or they don't get involved, and I think if they are, you, it's pretty much guaranteed that they're going to do the right thing for the project. So, so they're not—they're not someone who's just getting involved in name only. And no, throw, uh, well, they're not like oh, some some say producers in Hollywood who are like, yeah, I'll read a script, give me three million, and I'll just put my name on it and do a little tweaking and stuff like that. They're not those guys. Ho- hopefully, the Russos will help Michael B. Jordan find a good director for this movie. Yeah. Um, again, in principle, I don't, I'm against it. I don't know why we need another Thomas Crown affair. Um, but I think Michael is extraordinary ta- uh, extraordinarily talented, and if they get you know mm. help him find the right director for this, it could be pretty cool. It's a good, but story. I want somebody edgy. I want someone like Nick Reffin. Yeah, someone with some fucking oomph. I tell you, he's like, got a good relationship a with uh, with Nick Reffin. Bold films. Um, okay, uh, is is there anything else news wise that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I no, I think I'm I'm pretty much done. You're tapped this out this week. Yeah, with that. I think we're we're good. We covered a lot this week. Yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna end the show uh, just with a little mini review of of Money Monster. Yes, so I, I haven't seen this. Well, I saw it. Good. The embargo's up, so I'm gonna fucking talk about cool. it. Comes out this weekend. Um, I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the first half an hour was was great. Okay. Um, I mean, you know what it's about. I do. So, you, so Jack O'Connell, yep. this guy who feels gypped by, by Wall Street mm-hmm. and the stock market because there's no transparency. We don't know what how these numbers are changing all fucking day long. Sure. Uh, Busts in the TV studio, takes George Clooney hostage, and mm-hmm. Julia Roberts is like the director of the show, and yada yada. Um, so the first half hour is awesome. I was like surprised. I was like, holy shit, is this movie going to be like great? Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to go after that half an hour. Okay. So you know he he he. He he gets into the studio and he's like t- you know ranting and raving and he's you know he's all amped up 
And then the next hour is like unraveling this conspiracy, which is while watchable, mm. there's nothing, there's nowhere for Jack O'Connell's character to go. Mm. Um, and, and at that point, he just becomes like a human shield, essentially, uh, in front of George Clooney. Um, Clooney is one of, I mean, only, only, there's only so many movie stars who could pull off a role like this. Yeah. And Clooney is so charming and charismatic uh, that, that he can. Um, you know, I think it would have benefited from maybe a, a, a less safe director. I think Jody plays it a little safe. Okay. Um, I, I guess I would recommend it just because we never get these kinds of movies. And I want this one to do well so mm-hmm. that we get more movies. This is like those 90s throwback thrillers. Okay. I mean, it feels timely, but really this this film probably should have come out two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I, it's like I, I told my parents I think that they would dig it because they were looking forward to it, and they asked uh, what I thought, and I was like, yeah, I think I think that you should check it out. Um, but uh, yeah, there, there was definitely something missing. It, it, it was like good, but not as good as it could have been. How's I mean, how are the performances? How are Clooney and Julia Roberts and Jack O'Connell? I'm a fan of Jack O'Connell. I know he's a Brit. But I'm... I think that first half hour, you're just like, this kid is magnetic. Yeah. He, he, he's great. But once he's gotten his like monologuing out of the way and yeah. explained why he's there and, and what answers he wants, there there's nothing to the performance. He's literally just like waiting around for like Clooney to like Clooney and Roberts to, like solve this conspiracy theory. Um, That's a shame because he's a, he's a strong actor. Uh, yeah, no, he's terrific. And he, and he did he just sign on? He signed on to like a Netflix series, didn't yeah, he? Just yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, see startup if you haven't. Um, I mm. predict you know big things for Jack O'Connell. This didn't quite pop the way I thought it would. Clooney and George, uh, sorry, Clooney and Julia have wonderful chemistry, as we've mm-hmm. already seen in the Ocean's movies. They're not really together. You know, because he's here and she's, she's in, in the, the booth, room, so yeah, yeah. you know it's not like they. Sh- she's like talking in his ear a lot. Yeah, but uh, but I I don't know. I I liked it. Um, I really liked uh, Katrona Balf. I think is how you pronounce her name from Outlander. Mm-hmm. She she plays a, a key role, and okay. uh, I don't watch that show, so I hadn't really been exposed to her. Sure. I know people love Outlander. It does yeah. like huge Gets traffic on love. our site. Yeah, um, so she she impressed me. Um, but yeah, yeah, on the whole, it just, it just, it's, it's good, but not quite good enough. One thing that, um, obviously Jodie Foster has, has taken this to Cannes this week. And another thing about Cannes, um, and she did a, a symposium about women in film. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, there is an underrepresentation of, of women in film mm-hmm. on, on all levels. Um, and the person who was chairing it was a dude. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is the thing about women in film. Yeah, we could have taken the penis out of this one totally and had a woman do it. would have been slightly Here, more apt. Here's the thing about that. You don't agree? I don't. Okay. I don't. I think that... So, like, you know, the rap just had, like, it's it's women's breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's power women's breakfast. It's like, there's no there's no power men's breakfast, right? We don't need it. Maybe I would let... Maybe as a man, it's important for me to show... To be invited to our own women's breakfast so that I can hear about these issues that women are facing in the industry and talk to women. Yeah. You know, like that kind of a thing. Yeah. That's I don't cool. understand this, this idea... Because we only sent women... Only the rap's female employees get invited to the, to the breakfast. Okay. It just... It's fucked up. Like that, that is that what women want? Is that the equality that they're striving for? There's, there's no. No, no, that, that that's not equality. That that's that's continual segregation, and that's that's. I think that's a, a not good. I, I think if you're having a woman's event, men should be invited along to it. But I think if you're having yeah, a symposium yeah, how about are we women so, in how film, are we supposed to learn? how are women asking the questions? Do you know why? No, I'm not going to say it because that sounds really sexist. 
I, I just I, I don't um I, I don't I, I think a man could ask per- perfectly good questions. I think no. uh, to a woman in film and posing. I, I think he could. I think it just would have been nice to have had a woman do it. Yeah. Considering how underrepresented I, 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 they are. I know what you mean, though, where, like, I've seen these women in film panels, and it's, like, all guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, we don't, we don't fucking know what I, it's so like, like to be a woman in film. I totally I totally see what, what you're saying. It just, it kind of drove me nuts. Yeah. Um, because I feel like it, there's, it, it's an opportunity for this dialogue to happen between the genders, yeah. and, and it doesn't happen, because mm. it's just like, oh, this event is for women only. Yeah. Like, there's no male equivalent. Um... Anyways, I we guess, need to learn. Yeah, I guess that'll we do it. If I, if I was hard on Simon Kinberg today, I'm sorry. I just like you know the, these interviews where nothing really gets said, and you hype you hype up one movie, right? And then a year later, you apologize for that movie, and then you're hyping up the next one. Like that, just the whole exercise and formula doesn't work for me. But um, I didn't mean to uh, to be so hard on Simon. A couple of things in the chat room. Yep. Um, uh, Gregory Castillo asking, "Is Clooney overrated?" I think I'll look at that next week. As an as a movie star, yes. Yeah. Uh, he's not. He doesn't open. He doesn't open movies. No, George well, that Clooney. was the next thing. Xeno yeah. uh, uh, says, "I don't think George Clooney can open a film." No, he doesn't. Uh, no. Money Monster's not going to open either. It's the Lonely like on Jack O'Connell enjoyed startup and seventy one definitely. Yeah, seventy one's so good. Um, and uh, Gregory Castillo says, "Still waiting for the Julia Roberts Renaissance." You and me both, Gregory. I she just signed on Julia to Roberts. Wonder with Jacob Tremblay, and I think that's that could be a good role for her. Yeah, um, you're right. You know, I She's love Julia Roberts She's too. So good. I I, lo- I love her too. Um, my so best friend's it. wedding, guys. So good. Yeah. That 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 will do it for our show. Simon, where can the good folks find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Showbiz Simon. You can find me on Facebook. This is Simon Thompson. Uh, you can also read my weekly column on ScreenJabber, uh, ScreenJabber.com, and you can see my work from the nice guys. Uh, my review and interviews with the cast and director and producer on IGN this week. You're a nice guy, Simon. I'm all over the place. Um, as for me, you guys can find me later today on the Schmodown. Mm-hmm. Facing El Mayumbe in an incredible movie trivia contest of wits. Uh, only one of us will walk away, so be sure to check out uh, Collider Video uh, for the, the Schmodown match between myself and, and El Mayumbe. You can find my ramblings on therap.com for the most part. Uh, not this week, but possibly next week. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'm at the Insnider for better or worse. <laughs> And uh, tell him you love olives. And, and this has been Meet the Movie Press and the Popcorn Net- <laughs> Popcorn Talk Network. Rate, comment, subscribe, and have a tell good weekend, friends. folks. Thank yeah. you. Tell your moms. <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.